Introducing the Little Giants Podcast, brought to you by Highlight Hub, hosted by Elder Gallison and Joey Riccatoni. Down, he drops back to pass. Four, three, two, one. Boom, doom, 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 doom. Doom, 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 doom. It's close to midnight. Something evil's lurking in my NFL time. Yeah, brother. That was awesome. Thank you, sir. That was awesome. I think, I think we finally bridged the gap between Michael Jackson fans and football fans. I think Odell might have done that, but we did it. We did. You're it. right. That was us. What's up? How's it hanging? We're back for another episode of the Little Giants podcast. You go all the way. We're gonna. We're working on it. We're working on it. We're it's, also working on new um, cover art. That's coming. That's coming. It's coming in hot. Uh, if you're the guy or girl who's listening in New South Wales, Australia, tell your friends. You might have been tricked thinking it was Aussie Rules football, but. We got stuff we can provide. We got the bravado. We got lovato. No demi. We can cover that one guy who made the switch from rugby to the NFL. I don't. Jared Hain. Oh yeah, the San Francisco running back. Yeah, yeah. We'll we'll do a Jared Hain segment for you. We're actually gonna have him on the show, so if you stick around, <laughs> it's gonna pay off. So, how have you been, man? Since the last time we saw each other. Uh, yeah, I'm fine. Okay. How well, are you? I saw a blind guy peeing on the street yesterday. I think he found a loophole. I'm just going to lay this down really quick. It's the first thing on the list. <laughs> All right. Yeah, go for it. Blind guy. Totally blind. Can't see, right? Legally blind. Legally blind. Reese Witherspoon. Reese. She's a blind lawyer and also daredevil. Exactly. I love that. But aside, this okay, guy, sorry. it wasn't her. It wasn't her. <laughs> so blind guy, walking down the street, he's got the cane, he's got the glasses. Don't mean to be insensitive. But uh, he's walking down the street, gets to the street corner, and he's like on a residential area. He drops the cane, whips it out, and just starts peeing. And I'm thinking, does he have the right to do this because he's blind? Is he like? Okay, I, so you're saying the loophole is pretend you're blind and you can pee anywhere? I think so. But when I tried to do it, I was cuffed immediately. <laughs> I mean, yeah. So I guess just wear sunglasses I wear, and then you can piss anywhere. I wear my sunglasses at night, but that still doesn't seem to help. It's a song lyric. Oh, God. Just next segment. Next segment. Yeah, next segment. All right. But I do think that's that's an interesting point. I I think there's some ethical concerns with pretending <laughs> to be blind, but <laughs> to get away with peeing in public. But that's that's just what I don't get. It's like I wonder if he was faking because I thought when you were blind, you're supposed to like you still know what's going on and where you are. What happened to equality? I know. <laughs> he should be thrown in jail, just like you were. Exactly. But. Okay, this is the worst start ever. You you really lobbied to talk about the blind guy peeing on the street, so... You begged me to tell the story. I didn't. Alright, so let's get back to the things that really matter. 
Those friendship. Big giants. We're the little giants. The big giants okay, played last yeah, night. Yeah, um, really Philly, Philly, New York. Actually, turned out to be a pretty good game. Yeah, I mean it was a it was a close game, but I don't know. I don't put much weight into it. I mean, it was like watching an NCAA game. Like some of the guys that were making plays, I'm like, well, who is this guy? <sighs> we had my boy, uh, oh. the Boston baked bean. Boston Scott. Boston Scott. I almost forgot his name after that burp. I feel like I lost some brain cells. but uh, The Boston Baked Bean is Joey's nickname for Boston Scott. We got that and we got Rugrats and the patents are pending. Yeah. They'll get the merch half. is gonna. The merch is coming. Yeah, it'll come. It'll come. It'll come. I think we got a good shot if we reach out to Boston Scott and say, hey, we want to make some merch of the Boston Baked Bean. And then he's going to go, I came up with that. And then jack it from us, like how we okay, fine. each other with the bits. <laughs> okay, fine. So we make the shirts first, mm-hmm. and then we reach out to... We send them a shirt. We sell them, and then we kick them back 10%. Yeah. And then, like, maybe he wears it before a game. Maybe some of his teammates wear it if he starts having some good games. That's and then all idea. of a sudden... Don't hit that, though. Sorry. All right. And then all of a sudden, we're famous. I guess. That's kind of how Barstool got going. I forget who it was. It was the... Greg Olson wore one of their shirts. Or uh, J- uh, Jay Cutler wore one of their shirts. But when ba- when Barstool really blew up, it was from that Roger Goodell stuff. Right. With the Patriots. Yeah. That's when they like became like Stools. what they are now, you yeah. know? Yeah, in terms of cool cats who hate on authority. That's pretty cool. The power. Oh god. We are crashing and burning in episode yeah, yeah. seven right Stumbling now. Stumbling out of the gates. Kinda like Daniel Jones on that 80 yard oh, run yesterday. Yeah. We're back! We should we should have the, the <laughs> him stumbling throughout the that entire intro. Yeah. Just that, on loop. That would be good. Well, I'm definitely gonna add the video in. Yeah. Honestly, I was watching that and you could kind of see when he was 30 yards past the line of scrimmage, you're like, something's coagulating in his knees here. and it's, it's, He was just running good. way too fast. Like, he was running way too hard. Yeah. You know? I always he, find that crazy, not to be like, oh, white guys are slow or anything, but, I mean, white quarterbacks with untucked sleeves shouldn't be running that fast. He is an, a really good athlete. It's crazy. He would have scored if he had just relaxed... The running a little bit. <laughs> Relax on the run. Yeah. yeah. When you run so stiff, like that happened to me too. I remember, I picked I I picked up a fumble, <laughs> and there was nothing but open field in front of me for like eighty yards, and I'm just like, this is my chance to score a touchdown, and I was running so hard, and I just again it was, it was on that field out in Rockton. Was this OFC? Yeah, and there was just like. It's not a good field, and I'm not blaming the field for taking away my touchdown. <laughs> for but... taking away the 80 yards I had left to run. No, I, I got like 75 yards. I got tripped up at like the 10 mm. by myself. <laughs> Sniper on the roof. Yeah, so Daniel Jones, I feel for you, man. It's happened to me. Honestly. We just have no business running for that long. Yeah, you or him. Yeah. NFL. OFC, OFC as a 14-year-old. Same thing. It's same really exactly. the same thing. But, um, yeah, I, I was just like, I always find, uh, when quarterbacks just peel off like that, just 
it's amazing how angles play into all that because you're looking at all these defensive backs you're like there's no way you're not faster than this guy but just because you got yeah. a little bit of a head start and had a better straightaway shot than you but also the the pursuit angles after that point they probably were like it's it's daniel jones look at his sleeves he's not fast (laughs) they were (laughs) were staring at the sleeves they just see the sleeves blowing in the wind and they're like i can catch this guy the wind resistance is gonna hold him back a little bit (laughs) maybe that's what it was was the warning shoot <laughs> like those old Nike commercials where they had the the training parachutes. Yeah. Oh, dude, those things. I back in like 2010 or whatever for summer training when just all the guys yeah. would get together and run. I remember one of our buddies had one of the Nike parachutes, and we'd all just take turns running with it. I was like, this sucks. It's it's like, like, it looks they just glamorize everything with training montages and Nike commercials. It's like yeah, training looks fun, and then you do it once. You're like, this sucks. This is like trying to pull the 400 pound Hawaiian guy yeah. that sings somewhere over the rainbow behind you. <laughs> it's the worst. But let's get back on track. Here. Yeah, we are we are dying. But um, okay, uh, I think we're fine. No, we're doing good. We're doing good. I'm just kidding. I'm just anyways know, my my pre-show note was to be more self-deprecating so I'm really trying to lean into that right now oh, <laughs> um speaking of leaning into it I have a segue for that one but okay Carson Wentz this Carson Wentz slander needs to end I know you are let me make my case first yeah go for it let me make my case I was getting into an argument with my buddy Killacan. you don't need to know Killacam's all you need to know he's a killer but Carson Wentz gets it done. He's a guy who makes play. He's not a mid-tier. I'm basically saying Carson Wentz is elite. He's not one of these middle-tier guys who gets pulled along by having a solid team around him. Like a lot of the Baker Mayfields of the world, the Lamar Jacksons, those kind of guys who... I mean, in terms of Lamar Jackson, people go, oh, he's elite, he's this, he's that. He's, he's not an MVP. elite quarterback. He's an elite athlete. He's an elite athlete. but On a really good team. I think Carson Wentz is an elite athlete, though. He's a physical runner. He's good in open field. He makes plays with an awful surrounding cast. Basically, no receivers. And the Boston Baked Bean running behind him. No slander on that guy. I think he really showed out, especially on that last drive. But... Carson Wentz is a playmaker whenever... He's just the kind of guy... You know how we talk about Russell Wilson and the Seahawks play down to their competition? Mm -hmm. Carson Wentz is in that same lexicon in the sense that he'll make plays happen and make a game close. That's why he's so good. It's so good to go with the Eagles when they aren't the favorite in the spread. Because they always make it close at the end. And it's like last night in our group chat, Cam was going, he was like... Carson Wentz is trash. How are you losing to the Giants? Blah, 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 blah. Overall, Philly and New York's rosters are probably about on par in terms of talent. Yeah. And it just came down to Carson Wentz making plays at the end of that game. And that first one, we're going to play it in the video here. So if you're only listening, check out the YouTube page. It's The channel's just called Highlight Hub, and the video version of the podcast will be on there. But... Carson Wentz, that first one where he's rolling out, escapes pressure, and hits that cross-field throw. Uh, Woo! All right. (laughs) 
It was a beautiful throw. And that's just a playmaker <laughs> making a play when it needs to happen. Then yeah. later on, the game-winning touchdown was an absolute dime over Jabril Peppers For down sure. the sideline. And the baked bean made a beautiful catch. Yep. Great play. And that's what I mean. In terms of being elite, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter what the stat line. It's can you win close games like that and make plays when there's absolutely nothing there. And that's what I think is the separating point versus making the plays that you should make and then making the plays that you have no reason to be making, but you find it within yourself to make it. Yeah, and I agree. Let let the court rest. No, I agree Carson Wentz is talented. He keeps the Eagles roster, like, they're they're decimated. They have, like, 13 guys on IR. Mm -hmm. He keeps them in games, for sure. But he also plays them out of a lot of games right you know and i understand you know he's a playmaker he's trying to do a lot he's trying to single-handedly win games he turns the ball over so much and he does have games where he just comes out so flat and Mm -hmm. plays horribly it's just the inconsistency i think he's super talented and he had a 12 game stretch when the eagles went to the super bowl before he got hurt where people are like, this is the guy. Yeah. This is the next guy in the NFL. He would have won MVP that yeah. year. Yeah. 100%. He's extremely talented. I, I'm not one of the people who are like, oh, the Eagles need to trade Carson Wentz. Right. He's still a franchise quarterback. Yeah. But he's still... he's wildly inconsistent that's my issue with him definitely i just you don't know which carson wentz is going to show up the one who showed up last night who scores three touchdowns or the one who throws one touchdown three picks and completes you know 45 percent of his passes right definitely i mean even in the season where he would have won mvp but he tore his acl he was only throwing 60 percent, but still he's making plays and i just think this is where my point of contention is when people go Carson Wentz is trash, Jalen Hurts should be starting, which I think is ridiculous. No, no. This is what I'm saying. Is but they did use a second round pick on him. They did. Which, which means even the Eagles. But I think that's more so not based on his performance because an if that was the case, policy, it's an insurance like, policy because of injuries. I think that's more of the deal because I think he's played poorly enough in some games where you could make the argument, oh, it's time to get Jalen Hurts in here, but they do believe in him, right? And I just think the conversation would be completely different if he doesn't tear his ACL in 2017. Wins MVP, wins that Super Bowl. Nick Foles doesn't win it for them. He's looked at as like a top five quarterback even now when he's having a bad year. Because if you look at Matt Ryan, it's like Matt Ryan has been wildly inconsistent throughout his career. But he's been, I think Carson Wentz has his head and shoulders talent-wise above Carson Wentz and he's had way better of a supporting cast throughout his career. He's had Tony Gonzalez, Roddy White. You think Matt Ryan is head and shoulders talent-wise better than no, Carson No, I'm Wentz? saying Carson Wentz is over okay. Matt Ryan, but Matt Ryan is considered in a higher regard and I think that's I think they're on par with each other. That's kind of where I rank Carson Wentz is with the Matt Ryan's, Matt Stafford's. Mm-hmm. You know, that like second tier, like better than average but not quite elite. Right. I don't consider Carson Wentz, Carson Wentz in that elite quarterback. Mm. I th- yeah, that, okay, maybe elite is... I think he has the talent, the ability, and the leadership qualities of an elite quarterback. Of course, yeah. Versus yeah. a lot of guys... He's got have, moxie. I'll give him that. He's that got moxie. He's got moxie. We're sponsored by moxies. Go get a steak sometime. We're not sponsored. But we're going to get him. 
Moxie's uh, email me at ring it all right email me at Elric is cool at hotmail.com <laughs> Uh, all right, let's move on. Let's uh, let's get the ball rolling here. I feel like okay. my nose hairs are blowing in the wind right now. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of wind in here. I'm farting. Okay. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Check out the video podcast. See that fart in live action. But um, so as you guys know, the second show of the week is the NFL preview show. Now we're going into week seven. Playoff picture starting to get shaken out. Thank God the COVID situation seems like it's slightly under control this week compared to the last two. Yeah, yeah. I think people are starting to get it, but we're not here to talk about all that BS. Um, but let's go over a couple of the big matchups this week. Um, right off the bat, actually, let's save that one for after. But uh, a pretty good one: Tampa Bay, Vegas. I think that's going to be a solid matchup. Vegas obviously knocked off KC before their bye week two weeks ago. Yeah. They were on bye last week, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, man, it's like we talked about it. We're Rugrats over here. Henry Ruggs was back. It totally changed the offense. Darren Waller became really productive again. And they just looked all around in tune, right? So I think I think one of the biggest – like. That offense, the Oakland offense versus Tampa Bay's defense is going to be really, really fun to watch. You know what? Two weeks ago, I would have really been excited for this game, but after watching what what Tampa Bay's defense did to what I thought was one of the best offenses in the league, mm-hmm. I don't know, man. I'm like, I might be hopping on the Tampa Bay defense bandwagon. Right, but I think matchup wise, like player for player, not quarterback play, Oakland is more dangerous than Green Bay is. Because Green Bay has a lot of injuries. They did have Devontae Adams back. Aside from Henry Ruggs and Darren Waller. Josh Jacobs. Yeah. There's also Aaron Jones, I know. But I don't know, man. I just think Gruden... I think Gruden's a little bit more seasoned I, to take I would on give, I would give Tom that. I Brady. Think, I think he could. he's going to come in with a, a strong game plan. He's had two weeks to prep for this game, right? Yeah, man. He's... Probably still mad about the tuck rule 19 years later. <laughs> but it's also like Tampa Bay on offense against Oakland's defense, or Las Vegas' defense. That's right. that's something that I don't think is going to be a good matchup, and I think yeah. that might be what loses them the game. Definitely, because Leonard Fournette apparently is healthy and is going to be back in the rotation, and like that hasn't really been... The Raiders linebackers are horrible. Like I, I like Nick... I'm not even going to say his name. Nick Kwiatowski or whatever. Number I, number I, 44. I didn't say it. He's <laughs> he's he's really good but like the, I don't I don't trust them to stop the run. Uh, yeah, I I think Tom Brady's going to be able to pick him apart. Yeah, man. Well, I mean, hopefully I got Mike Evans in fantasy and Tom Brady, so I need I something. fantasize about Mike Evans all the time. Dude, honestly, those tall long legs, why not? Um, yowza. But, um, I think it's going to be a solid game. I really hope it is. I hope it's, I hope it's a battle straight up because I think, I I don't know, something about last week, not that it was a fluke, but I think, I don't know if Tampa Bay's turned the corner that fast. No, no, I would attribute it a little bit more to Green Bay having an off week and not being prepared to play a defense that good. But also, you know when like a defense starts to get a little bit of confidence and yeah. like they get that swagger, it's stuff. It's tough to like stop 
that role. Right, and it usually hits around like mid-season when yeah. things start to roll. When you see a team that makes a playoff push, it's because their defense starts to like really start to click. So I could see that, but you know, maybe maybe Tom Brady just like week by week is actually improving a lot. Especially, I think after that Bears loss. Tom Brady was like, we need to turn yeah. this ship around because... I think if Tom Brady plays a clean game and doesn't throw any picks, Tampa Bay wins this pretty... Yeah. Handedly? Not handedly. I don't want to say like like 10 points. Yeah. Are Raiders also Pirates? Yes. Are they? Yeah. So we got... I did. I never put that together. What do you mean? Their logo is a pirate. Is it? Yeah, I don't He's wearing it's a, a dude football with helmet. A, yeah, but he's wearing an eye patch too, and there are swords behind him and stuff. Swashbucklers. It's weird that Tampa Bay's logo when they first came in was just like a... Zorro. Like a more... Yeah, a more <laughs> feminine version of the Raiders logo. Yeah. Everyone hates on those creamsicle jerseys, but I think, I think they're, they're pretty sweet. sweet. I think I they're know. awesome. I like them. But, um... On to the next one, Jay-Z Swiss Beats. Um, Browns Bengals. If they closer don't win, than you think. I think it is going to be closer than I think. I mean... I think Joe Burrow's getting better every week. Dude, phew, Baker has to outduel. If he wants to keep his... If he wants to keep the money rolling in, he's got to turn it up this week. Because if he's outplayed by well, Joe Well, he'll be Burrow, getting commercial money forever. I cause... know. That dude is just... That's, he's a real goose, and I wish he'd be more progressive. Oh. And stop being in those commercials. Um, but on a serious note, because I'm livid with these Cleveland Browns right now, even though they only have two losses. You can just kind of smell the dumpster fire starting well, to smoke up that's, right now. That's what Baker said, too, in an interview this week. He's like, 4-2 uh, and two never felt so much like 0-6. Honestly, dude. Because when your expectations get raised to a certain point, and you get... Because it's not like your two losses were like, oh, we fought hard. They were both almost 30-point deficits. Yeah. And... Baker Mayfield looked like trash. Um, we had a dude from DF Sports comment on our YouTube page. He made some really good points. He was saying that Baker has proved that he can stand in the pocket and throw the ball well before, and he can do it next week. He just needs to stay confident. I totally believe that, too. I wasn't totally writing Baker off last week when we were talking about it, but I do think that, like... He has to perform well in all of these divisional games, basically. Because if Joe Burrow, as a rookie, come in his, in the first game, Burrow was 37 for, for 61. He threw the ball 61 times as a rookie, threw three touchdowns, and had, like, what is it? 316 yards. But now the Bengals are starting to get that running game going, too. Like, Joe, Joe Mixon, Mixon has kind of started to get going this year. Right. And so... I don't know. I think the Bengals are a lot better than people think. Definitely. I, Dude. Cleveland should win this game. They should. But I don't know if they will. They should based on all-around talent. But also, they haven't been very good at stopping the run this season. And, dude, if Joe, if they can't get their own run going and Baker, once again, is forced to pass the ball a lot and then he's outshined by Burrow, that's... Like, when it's an inner... Division game. We were talking about this last week. It's like a Michigan-Ohio State thing. If you're a coach on the fringe and you don't know if you're going to be rehired next year and you lose a big game like that, 
it's not looking good and your chances aren't looking good. So for these games, this Cincinnati game, the next Steelers game, and the next Baltimore game, he has to at least... I mean, he has to win the Cincinnati one, absolutely. The Pittsburgh and Baltimore ones, they have to win if they just want to make a playoff push. Yeah. But for Baker to be... For the coaches to be confident in Baker... Be, because that's one thing people need to realize. Baker Mayfield is not Kevin Stefanski's guy. He did not draft him. Andrew Barry didn't draft him. He's a John Dorsey and... Uh, Hugh Jackson. Hugh Jackson pick. Yeah. So they have no allegiance to him. And it's all going to come down to how he's going to perform over these next couple games. And I, I really don't know. I think the stark contrast between Burrow and Baker, if Burrow lights it up, is going to be too much to ignore, and they're going to be looking to make their next move. I think no matter what the end result of this game is, Burrow is going to outplay Baker. Mm-hmm. I like. I just think the way the Bengals are set up, and like they're, they're still not a great team all around, so they do have to rely on him a lot to yeah. keep them in games. Right. And so I think he's going to have a really good game against Cleveland again, but... It does, the stats don't matter. Baker needs to play a clean game. If he doesn't turn the ball over, just, you know, if they can get the running game going and Baker just plays a clean, solid game, he's fine for another week. Right. And that's how he needs to take it. Like, you can't you can't be like, if I win this game and I play really amazing, if I throw five touchdowns, then my starting job is secure for the rest of the year. Right. For sure. I, know, like, I believe that in terms of playing a clean game, but I think he also needs to show something. Like he did in the Indian, the first half of the Indianapolis game, he was making confident throws. Yeah, yeah. He calculated to, risks. And he yeah, needs to get clean, back When I to say that. clean, I don't mean just check it down right. every single play. Right. I mean like, you know, m- making the correct read and throwing it with confidence and you know conviction right because that's the sad thing it's man in his rookie year and you see it in flashes this year when he connects man it's he he moves the ball like a laser it's focused it's intentional and it's beautiful like his seam balls and basically all of his outbreaking routes are just great balls all the time beautiful placement and i I just personally, as a Browns fan, I just want to see him get back to that because I like Baker. I, have, I I love Baker. I love them at OU. Like I I want the guy to do well. I have a Baker Mayfield jersey. I've never owned a Browns jersey before. His is the first one I ever got gift from my boy Vinny. Um, but well, other than the Tim Couch one, right? Right. I had that one. Ooh, didn't work out. <laughs> just kidding. Never had that. I don't even think I was like watching football at that age. Probably like not. five. Yeah. Yeah, it was a... Uh, how weird is that? When I was born, the Browns left Cleveland, and then they didn't have a team for the first four years I was alive. Bandwagon fan. I know. Whatever. <laughs> so, Baker, love you, buddy. Unless you don't win. Just kidding. Always. Gotcha. By my side. Forever. My little buddy. Stop. Baked beans. Give, no, give it up. <laughs> Enough. Oh, God. All right. You bring up the next one. All right. Pittsburgh versus Tennessee. The highlight hub. Game of the week. Um. Honestly, it is the highlight hub game of the week, though. Um. 
I think this one matters for the playoff implications. Well, yes, but the, the <laughs> thing with this year is the fact that there's only one team that gets a first round bye, it, it changes, like, it makes these types of games really important. Right, because of the extra wild card spot, if anyone isn't following. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it, that, that is going to be... I, did, I honestly didn't even really think of that, but good point. I thought of that. Um, this <laughs> both teams are both teams are five and zero. Ryan Tannehill, Ben, both going through their little resurgences, killing it. Got the run game going. Derrick Henry throwing people out of the club every time he stiff arms. Yep. James Conner kicking cancer's friggin' butt, running over the Browns. They're both looking really good. Their defenses look solid. They're both coached well. I think these are kind of like the Spider-Man meme pointing back yeah, at each other. Yeah, they're built kind of in the same way. I would say Pittsburgh is more built to put up points. Like they like to to win in like a shootout type of game. Yeah, to win in a shootout just based off of Ben buying time, making big throws down the like field. Like I I know Ryan Tannehill has played amazing this year. Mm-hmm. I still take Ben if it comes down to a Definitely. shootout. I mean, the guy's been to two Super Bowls, he's won or three Super Bowls. He's been to three Super been Bowls, three Super one, Bowls two. one two. And I don't know. I don't, just hey, it's like we've been bringing it up every week because we keep bringing it up first episode I got Pittsburgh going to the Super Bowl and winning, and that's hard for me to admit, but like I think they've just got it completely going on, and the fact that they slapped Cleveland last week, I mean, I didn't think it was going to be that bad, but that just that was kind of like they're asserting their dominance, and then I think this game's going to be, I think this game's going to be a true shootout. The, the thing about this game is Pittsburgh's defense is, they like Devin Bush is out for the year, right? So, so their ability to stop the run is, you know, it might not be completely gone, but it's gonna be a little bit harder without him on the field. And in a game like this, where you know exactly what Tennessee wants to do, and they're gonna do it no matter how many guys are in the box, yeah, it's it's like I think that's why I love Tennessee so much. It's like. I'm telling you I'm going to punch you in the mouth, and I'm going to punch you in the mouth. Right. Mike Vrabel. Because that's like that's that Belichick school of thought yeah. and teaching, where it's like... It's like, gonna, I don't care if you know what I'm going to do. Right. We're going to do the fundamentals better than you yeah. will. And that's one thing I would give the edge to them, though, in terms of fundamentals and discipline. I think Tennessee is that all-around yeah. team. You never hear... I know it's early in Vrabel's tenure there, but you don't really... Other than COVID, you don't really hear about guys... You know, falling out yeah. of line in Tennessee. It seems like Tannehill is a dude with his good head on his shoulders. Derrick Henry isn't a diva like Le'Veon Bell was. Yeah. And they don't have any diva receivers. It's like Corey Davis, AJ Brown, and then you got Jonu Smith killing it at tight end. Adam Humphreys. Humphrey? Humphreys. One of them. Number 10. Yeah. But I think, honestly, I think you're going to see Minka Fitzpatrick. They're going to tighten them up into the box a little bit more to help out on the run without Devin Bush there. They're going to kind of need that, but then it's going to lead up. I don't know if Minka is a stop-the-run kind of guy. I think he's a physical little pounder, man, personally. He's, I, he's a good player, but I don't know if he's, like, 
play him in the box and no, and not, that's going to help you stop Derrick Henry. Not play him in the box, but I'm saying like I think they're going to like play with like a bit tighter. Oh yeah, they're going to drop it down sure. and they're going to say Ryan Tannehill, you beat us. Right, absolutely. You know? But I do think that will lead to Jonu Smith, the tight end for the Titans. I mm. think he's also I have him on my fantasy, so I'm kind of like speak this into life. <laughs> I think he's going to have a big game because he's like he's not. He's turning into one of these tight ends that we're seeing develop more and more. The yeah. Mike Gusecki. He's a really world. athletic guy. Ultra athlete, great speed on him, awesome high pointer. So I think those kind. I think it's really going to come down to everyone within the box. There, it's going to be a tight end running back showdown, and then Big Ben kind of improvising and chucking it up to it, Juju. It does really feel like one of those games where it's like, who's going to make the first mistake? Right. I'm going to make a bold prediction. I think Chase Claypool gets shut down this game. I believe it. He didn't really have a great game against Cleveland, did he? He yeah. scored the one he scored the jet sweep touchdown, right? Yeah, but I mean he he was making plays against us yeah. in general, but I think uh I mean the he's like Pro Football Focus is like fourth ranked receiver right now. Yeah. Which does mean a lot. Those are the only real rankings I kind of put any stock into because they're unbiased. They aren't based on name value whatsoever. And they're they're not based on just like the numbers, like yards, catches, touchdowns. Right. It's if, it's based on like winning off the line and like that you know, as a winning guy contested who, catches, as a guy who played D line and O line in my football career, I love PFF because they they like have stats for things that didn't used to have stats on the lines. Right. It's like pressures and like mm-hmm. hurried throws. Right. And, you know, beating people off the snap and like, right, which create turnovers. Yeah, like those are the little things in pass rush. Like it's not as like exciting as a sack, right. but you you change the play. Right. It basically legitimizes the defensive tackle position. Exactly. If you're, if you're exactly. not Aaron yes. Donald. Yeah. That's the crazy thing about Aaron Donald. He gets like nineteen sacks a season as a D tackle. People don't realize you don't get you don't get half as many one on one one on one scenarios. And as it's you a do. lot harder to sack the quarterback when he can see you beat the block. Right. Like when when a quarterback can see you coming through the line and you still get to him and sack him like that. That's pretty boss. Yeah, Aaron Donald is the best D tackle I've ever watched. Ever. I, I take him over prime JJ Watt, no question. Yeah, well, JJ, I mean, he's kind of like he, that hybrid tackle yeah, DM thing. A lot, but, but I mean, Aaron Donald's like our generation's Reggie White, basically. Pretty that much. That undersized dude who's just like in your face physical. Yeah, 6 1, man. I love that. It's crazy. And honestly, it, it it I think those are the kind of things when you get a player like that who's generational talent, it's like, this is a fun position to play. It's like Quinton Nelson. Guard is cool now. Yeah. Because you can throw yeah. guys around and just it's it's a beautiful thing watching a big boy do their job to a level where you've never seen it before, right? Yeah, and the thing is, man, like, if you understand defensive line technique and you just watch his hand and footwork, it's unbelievable. Right. Like, he is doing everything textbook. Right. And it's not just bull rush like it seems, because yeah. those where a lot of the highlights come from. And it's like a lot of a lot of guys will like break out those moves in like one on one drills and stuff, but to see him bring it on every single play and like Use techniques to beat double teams and stuff like that is is just right. 
Well, that's the same thing with like when we're talking about PFF. Justin Jefferson as a rookie is the number one ranked receiver yeah. by PFF, and he's a guy where you can watch. You know, there's accounts on Instagram like Sideline Hustle and various other ones and they break down a lot of his footwork at the line of scrimmage and that's another thing where you see guys doing things in practice or on instagram doing like a ladder and five cones and all this stuff that doesn't translate to the game but these guys like aaron donald justin jefferson they're working on things that are practical that translate but are also creative and out of yeah. the box right yeah so really cool to watch those guys. How do we get there and, from that? Um, oh, Pittsburgh, Tennessee. Yeah. Right Another thing about D tackles, Jeffrey Simmons, the D tackle for Tennessee. He's a second year guy. He missed most of his rookie year. I I'm calling it out now. He's going to be a difference maker in this game. Hmm. Different. The highlight hub difference maker of the game. Brought to you by Highlight Hub and Snickers. You won't like them when you're hungry. Ooh. Gosh. All right. We watched too much Hell's Kitchen before we got into this. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's take it to the picks. Sound effect. We're going to pick them. Polly's picks. Squack. All right. All right. We got him. We got him. <laughs> the bird's alive. Um, but, yeah, let's get into the picks. We're about 40 minutes in right now. Why not? I, I don't think people listen past two minutes anyways, but we're getting there. <laughs> You're crying. <laughs> hey, as long as we get the views, that's exactly. all that matters. Just keep keep clicking refresh. Um, But yeah, we're going to do our 12-pick parlay. You can lock these picks in. If you would have listened to Elric last week, you would have won money legitimately. 400 bucks. No, 40 If you put $4 down. If you put 40 down, you would have won 400 Well, that too. <laughs> that's, that's also a good point. Um, so yeah, everyone knows, 12-pick parlay, it's 1,000 to 1 odds. You win 1,000 times the money you put down. So if you put 4 bucks down and you hit all 12 games, you win $4,000. It's good. Um, but this yeah. is the week. But there's also subsidiary picks. If you get 11 right, you get 100 times... If you get 10 right, you get 10 times the amount you put down. So We're going for 12 this week. We're going for all 12. I think this is the week. Um, so, yeah, let's, let's go through them one by one. Um, first game on the dock, Seattle at Arizona. Seattle's favorited, minus three and a half. Take it away, Polly. I'm taking Seattle. Yeah. And I'm taking Seattle to win the game. 28-24. All right, all right. I got Seattle to win, to cover, 31-27. Hawks. Pittsburgh, Tennessee. Tennessee favorited by one. I'm taking Pittsburgh to cover the spread and to win the game 24-21. Whoa. I got Tennessee to cover and to win. 38-35. It's going to be a high-scoring affair, my friends. Detroit, Atlanta. Atlanta favorited 2.5, minus 2.5. I don't get that one, by the way. Yeah, that feels kind of like... Uh, I feel like that's a pick as well. Yeah. They're both trash But I guess, I guess Atlanta's at home. 
This is going to be the battle of the blown lead. <laughs> Whoever's up by 14 points first is going to lose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, true. Um, I'm still taking Atlanta to cover the spread. Uh, Atlanta's going to win 28-20. Okay, I got Detroit covering the spread. 41. This is the one I wrote wrong. 41-39. <laughs> Atlanta wins. All right, that makes sense, right? Yep. Okay, yep. that makes sense. I, sometimes the math it, it it hits wrong in my head. Um, Cleveland. Sometimes that math just be hitting different. Addition, subtraction. That I cannot, multiplication. I can't hit the fraction. Square root of. No, I'm not gonna do that. I chart. don't know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Cleveland at Cincinnati. Cleveland's favorited by three. That's some disrespect by the Bakester on the Bakester. I'm. I mean, it's, it's honestly like it's I. It's honest, but. I don't know. Like you mentioned in an earlier episode, that like you you always kind of root for your friends' teams, and so maybe <laughs> I'm picking this one with my heart more than my head. But I'm gonna go Cleveland to win. Uh, 24-17, so Cleveland's going to cover. All right, I got Cleveland covering. It's going to be a tight one, 35-31, high scoring. Baker, you're going to throw for four touchdowns, I believe it. Nah, you're going to throw for three. You're going to throw for four. Uh, Carolina at New Orleans. New Orleans is favored at minus seven and a half. I think ooh. they're smoking crack on this one. Yeah, that's a little... That's a little That's steep. Generous. I don't think New Orleans has shown me anything to say that like they're going to be stomping teams no, like that. Absolutely not. I I'm going to go Carolina to cover the spread. Um, 31-27 New Orleans. All right, I got Carolina covering 28-24 New Orleans. I like how we talk trash about them, but they still we still got them to win. Well, we still think they're going to win, but not by eight. Yeah, they're not stomping them out. Terrell Suggs. Um, Is that something Terrell Suggs? Do you remember back in the, like, oh, no, it's Michael Strahan. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We stand for man! Oh, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Michael Strahan. Michael Strahan. He has a lisp, right? Yeah, yeah, he does. He has a huge gap between his teeth. Yeah, so it kind of whiffled through there. (laughs) Whiffle. Okay. Um, Buffalo at the Jets. Buffalo. Buffalo at the Jets. Uh, Buffalo's a 12.5 point favorite. I think that's very generous. Yeah, that's. I, I'm going Buffalo to cover the spread. Yeah, uh, me too. 31 to 10. <laughs> 31 to 10. I think it's generous, but I got him too because the Jets are just that bad. But Sam Darnold apparently is going to be back, barring any setbacks. But uh, yeah, I got Buffalo covering and winning 34 to 17. Dallas, Washington. It's a straight up pick 'em. These teams are so bad. They couldn't even come up with the point spread. Who you got? Dallas. I got the Dallas Buyers Club. Oh. Giddy up, Cowboys. Isn't that a movie about, like... AIDS? I yeah. Know. I don't know. McConaughey's on a tear lately. I love the guy. Um, Green Bay at Houston. Green Bay favored minus three and a half. I honestly thought that spread would be bigger, but... You know, we've talked about it. They must be listening to the show because Deshaun Watson is an absolute killer. Oh, yeah. He makes yeah. games close. He plays up. Um, You know what? I'm going to go. I got Green Bay covering the spread still. I'm going to go Green Bay 35, Houston 31. All right. I got Houston covering... 34-31, Green Bay wins. Oh, so we, we literally just have uh, an extra point. Difference. difference yeah field goal 
No. You had 35-28. What did you just say? I said 35-31. Oh, okay. I so changed, changed it. it. Yeah, I changed all right. it. All right. Off I script. It. I like it. Don't expose me like that. All man. right. All right. Tampa Bay and those Raiders. I like them. Talked a little bit about this one. Uh, Tampa Bay is a three and a half point favorite. I like the Raiders <laughs> to cover. I still think Tampa Bay is going to win it, 30-28. But uh, I think I think Vegas keeps it close. All right, all right. Vegas likes those odds. Um, I got Tampa Bay covering and winning. Final score, 31-24. Arr, matey. That could be for either team. Nah. <laughs> I'll just play it back. Chips and, ahoy. I'll just play it back and edit it out so it goes both ways later on. <laughs> I'm right no matter what. It's beautiful. All right. San Fran at New England. Jimmy G. What do you see? Hopefully not ghosts. New England is a two-point favorite. Um, I honestly don't know where they got that from. I'm taking San Fran to cover the spread San and Fran, win. San Fran, huh? Yeah. All right. I'm taking San Fran to cover the spread <laughs> and win 24-20. Why'd you interrupt me like that? I lost my train of thought. <laughs> Santa Frana. Uh, I got New England covering and winning 27-24. I think Cam was off for all that time with COVID. He's back. He's going to wear one of those scarves. It's going to be good. Um, Kansas City at Denver. Mile high club. They're nine and a half point favorites. Um... I'm going to get Denver. I got Denver covering the spread. Okay. Uh, still got Kansas City winning 31-24. All right. I'm a little bit different than you. I got Kansas City winning and covering final score 31-17. to hmm. I don't know. I think with that one. That's a divisional game, and like I, I know that I feel like Denver's going to be up for that game. Yeah. That's the only reason. I think I feel like, and you know, even with COVID, Denver's like one of the few few places that still has like that home field advantage mm-hmm. with the altitude. Right, that's true. That's a good point. That's a good point as well. I think like with last week, but I think Kansas City might be a little bit more accustomed because they go there t- once a year usually. It's not like when New England goes there and they're always they never seem to be able to pull off. A- yeah, in Denver. I don't know. That's fair. I mean, I still have Kansas City winning. I just think Denver will will be up for this game and competitive. And there's just enough. There's there are enough factors for me to think that Denver can hang around. Right. Yeah, I could see that. I could see that, but I'm still going Kansas City thirty-one seventeen. All right, last one: Jacksonville at the Jazzers. Chargers seven and a half point favorite. Yeah. Hate that. Yeah, um, me either. I I don't think I I got Jacksonville covering the spread um, with the Chargers winning twenty four seventeen. All right. We we Justin Herbert needs a victory. He's been playing so well. He's still zero and four yeah. in starts. Get, no. get the kid a victory. He's played. Man. Get the kid a dude, win. Dude, I'm sorry. If Justin Herbert was on the Browns, they would be undefeated right now. Probably, or at least lose those two games by a field goal. He's just confident, man. Yeah, I love you. It's we talked about. It. It's so refreshing to watch confident quarterbacks, and that's what I love about Carson Wentz. He still pulls the yeah. trigger. Yeah, I'll you know? give you that. That's He's not scared. Thing. He hasn't become gun shy despite There's... throwing the most interceptions in the league. Nothing's most <laughs> exactly, but that's what you like about. Yeah, it. like yeah. Baker threw Brett Favre style. You know, Baker threw a lot of picks, but there were like no shot picks or dumb mistake picks. You know? Yeah, throwing a pick on a slant is a little different than like 
throwing a throwing pick, a pick like extending a play and trying to like yeah force a play yeah where it's like oh just throw it away and you'll do better versus staring down a middle linebacker dropping yeah. into zone yeah. coverage and then the safety reads you so well that he picks the ball off not even the linebacker <laughs> whatever but uh i got jacksonville covering chargers win 28 21 but yeah dude i think herbert is just he's that and burrows like this too it's crazy watching all of these guys come out and just destroy right away right yeah. like and not to into like they look like they've been playing for multiple seasons already. it's just honestly it's not even like fluky type games that herbert's having i like i like the reads he's making right. that's the thing like and he's got like his arm it just pumps me up so much like it's silky i've been watching philip rivers underthrow deep passes for 10 years now right and like having someone to just like throw it to a point where only his receiver can get it is so fun right Right. That was like, that's how I felt yesterday when I was, you know, that Carson 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 Wentz throw, that throw to Boston, the baked bean Scott was just flawless. Well, that's why they're kind of cut. They're kind of like the same uh, phenotype, you know, Carson Wentz and Justin Herbert, big bodies, big arms, mobile, just, just grip and rip it, you know, like grip and rip leadership. Grip yeah. and rip leadership. We're going to make that shirt, too. But that's... that's. We're going to start a quarterback camp and call it grip and rip leadership. Um, <laughs> From two non-quarterbacks. Uh, I, I had an arm. I had an arm. One time a guy with no fingers taught me how to throw a football. That's a true story that we're going to save for the Patreon one day. All right. Come on, New South Wales. Let's get it going. Missouri, pump it up. <laughs> Send we, us your money. Let's go. We have a lot of listeners in Sherbrooke, too, apparently. Really? Well, I mean... We Bonjour. Have... Comment ça va aujourd'hui? Uh, comme ci, comme ça? ça va Bonjour. Rouge. Rouge. We dix. lost the listeners. Rouge. Dix. C'est <laughs> Rouge. Rouge, too? Red 2. Red 10. Red 10. I got a 50 in French. Um, but <laughs> quick way, let's close it off on the Herbert train. And um, <laughs> Carson Wentz and Justin Herbert avoid sacks. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like Carson Wentz actually takes a decent amount of sacks, but he gets out when it matters and he makes plays and but, Herbert does too. But they're also that. they're also like, you know, the Eagles have a two four and one record. They'd be 0-7 if it wasn't for Carson Wentz. One hundred percent. And so I think that's the same sort of thing as Herbert is like they're making a lot happen with very little supporting cast. A lot of injuries. Yeah. Not a Great defense, yeah. formidable, good enough to beat the Giants, yeah. and a guy who tackles himself eighty yards down the field. But Danny, we love you, buddy. I, I come on, Jones. I feel you, man. I feel you. I loved his uh, draft profile when it was like, imagine Eli Manning with less pizzazz. I was like, I really didn't think he could get less pizzazz than Eli Manning, <laughs> but I guess a guy that trips himself up when he's trying to get open field is kind of in that category. Eli Manning would have never even gotten that far. He probably could have got a first down or two. In his career, I don't think I've, I. I feel. Who do you think's run for more touchdowns, Peyton or Eli? Oof, that's a good question. I'm gonna say Peyton. To All be right. honest, I'm gonna pull this up real quick. Ref for a bit. 
Scat. Actually, you know what? No, I'm not going to scat. scat. Actually, I changed my vote. I'm going to go Eli. I think Eli's got a little bit more mobility than Peyton and has always played on worse teams. But although there's that one one time Peyton ran for the touchdown on the naked bootleg in Denver, which was hilarious. Like, right. all 11 guys bit towards the the power. Well, because it's like when you have like a plate in your neck and you can't turn your head left and right, no one thinks you're running. Hey, they should they should have done more designed runs with Peyton Manning. Is all I'm Probably. saying. Probably. Peyton Manning has like the least athletic body of all time. Dude, his butt and his pants—he looked like he has a full diaper of <laughs> Taco Bell juice. And also, if you see him out of shoulder pads, he's got the narrowest shoulders. Yeah, he looks like me right now. I saw a picture of him now. He's lost some weight, so he's like the skinny cut thing. Yeah. And he's got no shoulders. He looks like me. And I take <laughs> pride in the fact that I look like a Hall of Fame quarterback. I mean, I think you still got more broad shoulders than Peyton Manning. I needed that. Oh, God. I'm riding high. I'm not working out now. Um, all right. I, I can't find this. I don't know why I thought I could Google about? it. Oh, Damn it. You just broke it. Rushing. Rushing? Total seven rushing touchdowns in his career. Eli. Eli. That was Eli, right? Yeah. All right, let's hit up a little Peyton now. This is five minutes of Googling. (laughs) 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 I'm going to have to cut this down. Uh, Pro football reference Peyton Williams Manning Bracket The sheriff Or the caveman I don't get the caveman Did you ever hear that? No Has Peyton Manning Ever had like Facial hair? I don't think so I think they're thinking Of Andrew Luck They just merged them Into one Yeah Where are his Rushing touchdowns bud? Oh my god You suck at this Dude I can't google Oh there it is This is why you're in cardioology. <laughs> you're a bad friend. <laughs> you're a cardiologist. You, I'm not. Where is rushing and receiving? There we go. Rushing TDs. Oh, it's Peyton for sure. 18 rushing touchdowns. Knew it. Oh, man. I don't even know if I've made a decision. You didn't guess. I guessed right at first and then changed my mind. All right, all right. We'll call it a tie. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well, if you enjoyed Google, you should try it out for yourself. It's a really cool search engine. Yeah, I think it's going to be big soon. Honestly, I'd buy stock. Okay, I got a story for you off air, but whatever. Uh, Let's close it out. That was a horrible five minutes, and I'm sorry for that. That was not our finest episode. It was not. I'll I'll say that. It really wasn't. Please listen to the next one. We're going to bring the heat. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to watch the games this weekend. And we're going to have some very, very hot takes for you guys. Honestly. Steaming hot. Like a pile. And on that note, we are out. And we bid you adieu. Peace. Follow Highlight Hub. Go to www.com. www.com. We got the We got the domain. Highlight Hub WordPress. Oh, God. I'm done, man. I don't know. Yeah, Just this, this follow us. No one's listening. It's yeah, fine. Yeah. All right. We'll see you later.